Welcome to the United by Strength podcast. Hard work knows no gender, race, sexuality, or creed. It is the universal building block upon which successful tribes are built. Here, you will learn from powerlifting coaches, gymnastics coaches, CrossFit coaches, nutrition coaches, and strongman coaches. We collaborate and share best practices and want to bring our experience and continuing education to you. My name is Grant Shimsky, and I'm going to be your host. We are going to be talking today about back briefs. We're going to be talking about what they are, why are they useful, where we can use them most effectively in our class, and why it's better than lecturing, and then also how we can do this wrong? How can we uh, abuse this uh, little uh, tool that we can put in our toolkit? But hopefully some really good takeaways here on a little bit of a shorter shorter episode uh, and taking a break from recording the uh, level one handbook, which I know can get a little monotonous listening to. But it's there and it's for your study and uh, it's hopefully paying dividends in the future, whereas might not be the most exciting listening right now. But today, back briefs. Let's talk about them. What are they? Well, there's probably a longer history to them than I'm aware of, but where I am familiar with back briefs is from the military. It was when you were um, briefing your operations order to your uh, platoon. What you would do is a technique they called back briefs, and uh, it probably has other names, but that's what I know it by. And essentially what it is, is when you're briefing information to a group of people, periodically, you will ask somebody in that group um, to essentially repeat back to you what you said. Um, And that is in simplest terms, but really you're kind of checking uh, to see whether the knowledge that you've given out has been retained or not. Uh, So for instance, you know, hey, everyone, we're going to be traveling on foot from point X to point Y, we're going to be stepping off at 1400 hours, time of travel uh, will be estimated to be, you know, 60 minutes, something like that. And then you could go, hey, Smith, uh, what's our estimated time of travel? Or what's our two destination points or something like that. And Smith would say, oh, we're going from point X to point Y. And uh, total travel time should be approximately 60 minutes something like that. That way you know that Smith got what you were putting down and has retained the information and and can implement it. And now we're talking about it in the context of your training sessions, whether that's personal training, you know, super small group, or uh, in a larger class context in a CrossFit class. And um, my wager would be that back briefs would be more effective in larger classes for a couple reasons that we will cover here in just a second. So why why they're useful? Um, I really feel as though they're useful because uh, primarily names, right? One of the things we really want to do as much as possible in our, uh, especially the larger the class gets, right? The whole point of uh, an effective class in in CrossFit is to um, create that illusion that this 
person in your class is receiving personal attention, personal training, even if they're in a group of, you know, 10 to 15 people, hopefully not much larger than that, but it can be done. Uh, and this is a really effective way of making more people feel as though you are giving them personal attention and personal feedback because done well, done right, you are addressing someone. Katie, what is your plan for the clean and jerk today? You know, Zach, what, how are you going to approach this run? What's, what's your pacing strategy going to be? You know, you are asking them a direct question and uh, done well with good empathy and rapport. That person is going to see it as though, wow, my coach is paying attention to me, wants to genuinely know how I'm going to approach this workout and wants me to have a really good experience. If, if done well, uh, you're going to get that reaction from the people that you're conducting back briefs with. So on top of the huge amount of work that you're doing to deliver that sense of feeling to the other people in your class, you're getting this kind of for free and, and other people around those people who are back briefing to you are going to be, maybe they didn't have a strategy. Maybe they didn't have a concrete thing in mind. And now, you know, Katie and Zach, like I was saying, are, are telling what their strategy is, and it might give really good ideas to some of the other people in the group. So I think you're compounding um, benefit here. Uh, one of the other benefits that I have down is uh, others getting to speak. Right. So one of the pitfalls that I know I fall into as a coach and uh, is pretty common for those who love to stand up in front of others and teach is we can tend to ramble. We can tend to go on uh, down little rabbit holes or rabbit trails rather and um, kind of go off on long uh, dissertations about, you know, how best to approach a workout when most of the time people just want you to shut up and, and get to the workout. Um so what this allows you to do is break up your long rant uh, with asking a question uh, and gets the other person to speak. Um, I, I guess this could kind of, you could do this wrong and uh, have it create a bunch of rabbit trails for you to go down. So you wouldn't want to do a back brief and use the back brief as an excuse to take Katie's response and go off on another half hour tangent about what she's going to be doing. Uh, rather use it as a way of putting a sort of a period at the end of one of your sentences, get her response to it, give her a very quick uh, bit of feedback on it, and then move on to the next thing. Um, let's talk a little bit about where back briefs can be used most effectively in your class, because I believe, you know, using the standard um, CrossFit lesson planning template, there's some really effective places that you could put in back briefs. And there's also some places that, you know, either wouldn't be effective or wouldn't really be super appropriate. And uh, the first place that I have listed is pretty um, plainly the whiteboard brief. I mean, this is the place where, you know, there's it's raw information delivery. No one's moving at this point. Everyone's eyes are on you and you are communicating, you know, some of the most essential uh bones, the, the structure of what's happening today. You know, you're briefing the workout itself. You're briefing the intended stimulus. You're briefing the logistics. You're asking for uh, injuries or limitations. You're doing the basic demo demonstration of, of that day's workout, that kind of thing. So this is a beautiful time to uh, get feedback from people, especially 
uh, if, you know, the stimulus for that day is kind of specific, uh, especially in workouts that have, uh, you know, significant amount of weight to them or options for weight, right? You know, you've, everyone's got that member who just wants to slap as many plates on the bar as humanly possible that day, but that might not be the intended stimulus of the workout. And so you may want to back brief that person as a check of like, Hey, you know, Steve, I know that, you know, you like to go heavy all the time forever. Um, but today the, the goal is fast, fast and hard. So how, you know, what's your plan for loading up that barbell so you can go faster as opposed to taking 30 minutes to do Fran, right? Uh, the next place uh, that I would recommend uh, slipping in some back briefs would be the specific warm-up. Now, everyone's programming and uh, class conduction style is a little bit different, but the specific warm-up uh, traditionally tends to be a place where we really get to coach movement well, and we get to sort of finalize the movements that are going to be implemented in that person's workout for that day. So this is a really good time to hear from them what their initial plan is. And uh, then you kind of turn it into a, 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 you know, authoritative negotiation as opposed to going around and telling people what they're going to be doing. No, Susie, you're going to be using this, which you're the coach, right? It is you're in charge of keeping everybody safe and applying the correct threshold training for them. But in an ideal world, we don't want to actually have to do that. We want to have the, the stimulus that we want as the coach implemented, but we want it them, our clients, to believe that it was their idea the whole time because you'll get much more buy-in that way. And so a, a back brief could be a really good way of doing it because a lot of times what will happen is a client is in a vacuum. I know I do this myself a lot. When I am prepping for a workout, I have this idealized vision of how I want the workout to go and what I want to achieve in it. But if someone came around and asked me my plan and made me actually say it out loud, <laughs> which would turn it into reality, uh, me saying it out loud would make me realize, uh, oh, that might not be the best plan. That might be a little too heavy. That might be a little ambitious. Uh, maybe, you know, I should work on, you know, uh, having a really good technique with this and knocking it out of the park in terms of having great quality of movement through this whole workout instead of the nightmare uh, that uh, I set myself up for, even though it would look cooler on the leaderboard if I could get through it, but I probably couldn't. So the specific warm-up would be a really good time as you're going around to each athlete individually and coaching them to better movement. Uh, get an idea for what their plan is, where, what headspace they're in, in terms of approaching this workout and make those, um, you know, uh, adjustments as necessary. And then the, the third one is the bathroom break and workout pre-check. Now, you know, like I said, everyone does this a little bit differently. If you have a very robust specific warm-up and you've already gone around and done this quite a bit and everyone seems like they're in a good place, you might not need to do this here. It might just be you know, a very quick rehearsal or run down and then three, two, one, go. However, if um, you, know, you make it a habit of doing a strategy talk right before a workout, this is another area where uh, we as coaches wanting to give every little detail to our uh, clients 
uh, can get caught up in just going on a very long dissertation about every possible permutation and little nuance of how to uh, approach the tactics of this workout. And I think this is really compounded in gyms that deviate away from CrossFit.com programming. Uh, you know, I'll stand up on my soapbox and defend.com programming all day. But I notice of this a lot in gyms that have, you know, complex programming, you know, um, dual workouts where there's a strength and a Metcon portion. Or for some reason, it just seems like it's the habit these days, like thinking that, you know, couplets and triplets are, are, are boring for some reason. So the, the scoring strategy and, and complexity of some of these Metcons I'm seeing in programming are just like, I have to read them three or four times before I figure out how you actually score this thing. So if it's confusing for the coach to read, it's like 10 times as confusing for your clients for sure. And then trying to explain the tactics for how to best execute that workout just it just multiplies time end over end um, the depth to which you need to go to explain. You know, explaining Fran and the stimulus that's intended and the approach to the workout is real easy. It is a couplet and it is fast and hard, right? It doesn't take a whole lot. But when it's, you know, three different pieces and it's uh, actually two different Metcons with a rest interval in between and, you know, the, the, reps invert between rounds or something, you know, there's, I've seen all that stuff. And, uh, I just, maybe for advanced athletes that don't take classes that makes, keeps things sexy and interesting. But when you're a newer coach standing in front of 20 people who have various degrees of knowing what the hell's going on, that's a terrible thing to have to brief. So keep it simple, stupid. Uh, there's a reason couplets and triplets are the backbone of, of CrossFit. So uh, th there's that you can try to slip in some back briefs here at that pre-check and, and after the bathroom break, this is an opportunity to make sure that, I mean, raise your hand. I know I'm raising it right now. How many times you've, you know, had a class where it's three, two, one go. And within the first few seconds, you realize some client was just not paying attention to you during the brief or, you know, started thinking about soup or saw a squirrel outside and, you know, is now uh, doing the wrong set of reps or, or starting in the wrong place or something like that. So it happens more often than you think, uh, despite your best intentions. And so back briefs right before the workout starts is a good opportunity to just try to catch any further catch any possibilities of that happening. So almost done here. Why it's better than lecturing is a note that I put down. And, and, and I've already covered this quite a bit in, in just that, you know, like me, there are quite a few other coaches out there who enjoy being teachers. We enjoy standing up and we want in front of others and giving information and we want to give them all the information. Uh, because we think, you know, the more, the better. And that's not always true. Many people are there to to come get a workout in. They want guidance. They want to do it safely, but they don't want to hear a dissertation in exercise science. And so punctuating your briefing with back briefs and using it as a way of saying, okay, Grant, time to stop talking. Let's ask somebody a question and move on from here is a great way to sort of, um, it's a tool you can use to break up your own monotony. And then lastly, uh, lastly, doing it wrong. How can we screw this up? <laughs> so a couple things I put in here is, um, you know, I, 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 I put 
or the way I imagine it done wrong seems very similar to me as the, um, like the burpee penalty kind of deal for someone rolling into the gym late, right? There's a, there's a positive and good way of addressing that situation. And there's a very wrong way and negative way of addressing that situation. Um, there's a really good video on best hour of their day of uh, somebody rolling in late and uh, them doing it both ways, the good way and the bad way. You should definitely check it out. I'll try to throw the link in the comment notes. But um, pop quiz is kind of one of them. And uh, pop quiz has a lighthearted sound to it. But, you know, many of you uh, have that. Many of you just when I said pop quiz got that sinking gut feeling uh, that you got back flashback to high school when, um, you know, the biology teacher said that and uh you didn't study the night before you stayed up playing video games or drinking or something like that so that's where you don't want to put it you don't want to make it like a a punishment for people you don't want it to be a gotcha situation um delicately i believe you could use a back brief to sort of gain attention back right uh, if someone's not paying attention and they're kind of off in space a little bit, I think you can do that well, but I think it's important for you to remember too, that if people in your class are staring off into space and not really paying attention to you, that is your fault. That's because you were not interesting enough or they do not feel as though the information you're putting out has to do with them. So check yourself before you get aggravated, <laughs> aggro, I almost said aggro. No one, I'm too old to say aggro. Before you get aggravated with them and use a back brief as like a, hey, Susie, pay attention. Stop screwing around. Remember, Susie's not paying attention because you're not interesting enough. So be kind and empathetic. And you can still ask her a question, but do it in a nice way. Um, and I wrote drill sergeant down here for the same thing. Like you're not using uh, back briefs to aggressively go around. And it, the goal is not to have people who take your class uh, be in fear the entire time that, oh no, Grant, you know, you know, makes fun of you if you don't answer the question correctly when he asks you in the middle of class uh, or makes fun of you when, you know, you don't quite get the stimulus right or give him the answer that he wants. Like that is a very toxic uh, environment to create for your clients. Uh, you always want it to be welcoming and, and the best, you know, best time they have that day. So that's the goal couple ways you could do it wrong there would be to use it as a as a tool for punishment or embarrassment or to single people out in front of others just remember you know fear of public speaking is like one of it is the uh top you know fears that people list in terms of uh, things they want to avoid at all costs so realize that that is what you're doing to people they are opting in to being in a group environment so it's to be expected that they'll be talking with others but many people are still kind of shy so you need to be very cognizant of that but when you single somebody out in a class and ask them a direct question um, be empathetic if they don't have a great answer for you or they're stumbling over the words help them be very, very kind and make them come out the other side, no matter what they say, uh, looking really good. Uh, and you will be more likely to have a client the next week instead of a cancellation email in your inbox, right? Okay, so that those are back briefs. Just a good way of doing a quick check on learning, putting a member or a client in the spotlight for a second, giving them a chance to shine, using more names in class, and highlighting your members uh, instead of you being up on the stage the entire time. 
it's a good way to share the spotlight with others, as well as make sure that the information you're disseminating act is actually being retained. So that's our quick episode for today. That was back briefs. Thank you for listening to the United by Strength podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the information that we were able to put out today. Please take from it what you want and leave what you don't. If you have feedback for us, please send it to United by Strength Podcast at gmail.com. Please leave us a review if you have the time. It really helps people find the podcast and allows us to grow our base of listeners.